Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. everybody we are matt and kevin and welcome to season two of the believe in overwatch league podcast on the believe podcast network the number one podcast network for professionals please like rate and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms you can also find us on social media at believe in owl and believe.com this week we go over the new hero teases potential leaks and the league's big watchpoint announcement Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Uh, hope you're all staying safe and healthy and entertained during our social distancing and self-quarantining. It's been a really crazy week out there. I hope all of you are, are doing okay. How have you been, Kevin? Uh, I've been I've been pretty good, um, considering the whole social distancing and uh, not being able to go to work is... It's it's kind of cool and it sucks at the same time. Obviously, it sucks not having income, but it's kind of cool that I get to like catch up on all my anime and all of the games that I totally missed out on. So, uh, I I don't get yelled at for for not doing anything because literally <laughs> I can't. I the the government told me, so <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm glad I get to just kind of chill and and like kind of have a. A little bit of time to myself and i'm also working on like building kind of like a second space for um streaming and gaming stuff so um my parents were generous enough to give me like a small room and they're just like yeah we're gonna have people over uh like after this whole virus stuff blows over so go ahead and set this up however you want whenever we have people over so you're not antisocial and staying in your room the entire time and i'm like okay so I brought my Switch over there. I have a second PC over there that's just got all party games. So um, I'm just getting that whole thing set up. How are things in San Francisco? I haven't really heard too much about what's going on over there. It's kind of the same thing. Of like, it's there's not any traffic, which is really really weird. Um, but also for the most part people are staying inside it is like people are very like aware of how the virus is currently being spread so a lot of people are staying inside um my school that i was supposed to go to every sunday has closed all the buildings down until after spring break um Mm -hmm. that was the initial call but now they pushed it back even further so it's till the end of the semester um so it's pretty difficult for the thing that i was like trying to work on um but if anything it just means that if we happen to get it back for next semester like we kind of know uh what what we can what we need to work on so yeah it's kind of good and bad it's good that we're we're finally getting some time to kind of like you know relax a little bit if you want to take it in that kind of sense but at the same time it does feel kind of weird not being able to be productive or do a lot um 
that you know it's your normal routine stuff so um yeah it it is really eerie and weird for san francisco to be that bare uh how how about you matt how how's the self quarantining and uh, social distancing going well, I found out today in the middle of my shift that um, I'm not going to be having a job until this all blows over. So um, it made it very hard to focus on the stories that I was working on today. I- I'm not fired. It's just like I have a job freeze. So I- I'm kind of on hiatus with work until until whenever this this ends. So that's kind of weird for me um the last time i i had to face unemployment was got you got real weird and in and stuff i got really really bored really really fast and it wasn't comfortable because i'm so used to being super busy all the time like non-stop movement like at one point like last year when right before we started doing this podcast i had two plays I was in. no I had one play I was in I had the sig my job at the newspaper I had work at um uh at Little Tokyo for the film festival and that was literally just it, it, I was work almost seven days a week and had this virus not come in I was like fully prepared to work seven days a week with uh my newspaper job the podcast um doing the play that unfortunately we found out the night before we were supposed to go that we got canceled so that was fun but i was going to be doing that and then i was going to do my job at the film fest so literally i was going to be working seven days a week and from that to pretty much just whenever uh we're doing the podcast and whenever we're watching the matches is it's really weird um going out and and trying to buy like one or two things at um at stores like at Target or, or at Ralph's or whatever, it's either super, super crowded or it's dead empty. It's so weird. It's so eerie. Yeah, and I, I do understand everybody just trying to grab essentials and get ready to, you know, kind of bunker down and stay at home. But at the same time, it is kind of insane that we can barely get what we what normal people would normally get. It's just, you know... Kind of take what you need. You don't need like, yeah. you don't you don't need to buy two entire crates of uh, hand sanitizer and Lysol wipes. Oh God, the dude who bought seventeen thousand bottles of hand sanitizer in Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, like, I, mean, I keep going. Go go for it. Go for it. I was just, I was gonna say that like, I I understand how people are scared. It it's we we haven't had anything really in our lifetime that compared to this plague, like or not plague, but this pandemic, we had the swine flu back in the day. And I, I caught that. We've never had anything where we actually had to essentially shut the world down. So I can see how, how people are scared, how they're panicking, how they're taking every precaution to make sure that they and their families have everything they need. But like, we don't have shortages of food. Like there's enough food to go around. Like, and I, the thing about toilet paper is it, I get how it's a necessity, but like it's not going to be life or death, whether you have toilet paper or not in, in quarantine, like you can get more toilet paper. You can use newspapers or, or toilet or paper towels or whatever. But the thing about like people who are panic buying is that 
even the people who didn't want to panic by who are trying to be responsible, it's like it kind of forces you into a position where you have to go and get the essentials because if you don't, then there might not be any when you need them. So it's a self-perpetuating thing that it's really rough and I can see both sides of it. And I, I, there just needs to be, I think, a system of control put in place so that um, there is enough to go around. I think essentially the the takeaway from from everything that's going on um, is that we all need to be clean and we all need to do our best to look out for each other. And make sure that you have some form of 20 second song or saying whenever you're washing your hands. Um, Everybody has seen the memes going around. Um, do, Do you have one in particular that you're like going towards or like you flow towards? Or do you still I do like found happy a birthday twice? One yet. I've just been doing the happy birthday song twice when I wash my hands, just because that's the the old standby. Yeah. Um, What's yours? I, I do the uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender opening. Uh, that is twenty seconds. So. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I think I found my hand washing routine. Yeah, you you have to you start the water with water when you when you you know start the whole saying only after you say after you meet an airbender named ang do you actually like put your hands under the water after sudsing so it's just like certain certain things have to hit in in terms of timing so yeah um but yeah it, it it works everybody's got their got their trick for me it was originally um the chorus for mr brightside but now i oh that's another good one yeah so i i do um I do the Avatar: The Last Airbender opening. I've seen people do the the Team Rocket uh, slogan, which is super funny, yep. um, because that also works. So uh, it's just some, it's just finding finding your stroke. So shall we get into the Overwatch portion of the podcast for the week? Yep, I'm I'm ready to talk some Overwatch. Okay, so um, let's start with the new competitive hero pool that hit. Uh, last week and is continuing partially into this week um so our new hero pool for the heroes that aren't available are reinhardt moira anna and reaper which was a big surprise to me because i don't know about you kevin and the rest of you listening but when they initially announced the hero pools i was very much under the impression that every single week it was going to be one tank two dps and one healer and again Reinhardt, Moira, Anna, Reaper. That's one tank, one DPS, and two healers. Um, that just I I know a lot of people were not happy with that at all. It made it very hard um, to be healer because you essentially you took away two main healers, um, discounting the fact that a lot of Moiras are attack Moiras, of course. But um, uh, yeah, it wasn't like for me, I was trying to do my my competitive placements and I, I'm a decent I'm decent with Baptiste, but I'm a lot better healing with Moira, and I know a lot of people prefer Anna for how much healing output she can do and just her general utility overall. I I lost both of the matches that I played to completion, and then I had a lever in one match, so I've just not been doing well in my placements at all. Um but according to to what Blizzard has said, um, they're they're saying that they never said definitively that the hero bans would be two DPS, 
one tank and one healer every single time. Um, it's still very much a, a work in progress for them. They're still trying to figure out um, what's going to work best going forward. So it's it's still in flux and based on our feedback and how the game has been being played right now, they will uh, finalize that at some point in the future. I personally really don't like the two healer ban. It's just so much harder to do the work as a healer, um, especially when two main healers are gone. Um, what are how are you feeling about this, Kevin? I I've literally not touched competitive Overwatch this week because of the bans. Uh, not only is it because like. I'm I, I'm a Reinhardt main, uh, honestly. So even that hit was pretty hard yeah. on me. Um, the way how you have to play the meta right now is literally Arissa plus either Hog or Sigma. So you're either playing the old school double shield or you're playing Halt Hook. Um, and the big hit of Moira and Ana being banned means that like you have to play so conservatively. You have to play so. I wouldn't say passively. I would just say cautiously um, the same way how like way back in the day you would be able to get away with like Lucio and Zen. You have to do the same thing once again, where you have to be very careful of like times when you peak, uh, like trying not to get caught out. There's just a lot of stuff uh, to, to take care of here. Um, I do agree with you that I thought, you know, it would be one tank, two DPS, one healer every week, just because, you know, DPS has the largest pool of heroes. You would think that you would ban two from there. Um and you know, it would make the it'd make the game balanced kind of in the way how it is right now. But I literally have like two or three friends who only play main support and they're like uh, the game is currently unplayable for them. Like they're just like I can't I can't even play like my Ana, my main pickup. I can't even pick my second pick, which is Moira here. So what am I supposed to do? Like, they're like, do I play Baptiste? Do I have to play Mercy? Like, well, how do I play this? So we have had problems. Where we're just trying to figure out, like, what are we supposed to kind of do here? Um, and a lot of competitive players, um, at least in my friend group, are taking the week off. And we're just like, you know what? Um, well, let's just go look at some weird, like, custom games. Let's Let's do, you know... We'll, we'll get into it, but, uh, you know, we have a new event, too. So we've been doing a little bit of that kind of in our downtime. But, yeah, the, the competitive hero pool right now is just really bad. I just hope that next week they don't ban two tanks uh, and make my life even harder than it already is. Um, yeah. Because I feel like if they are following the same way how they um, are doing it, next week is going to be two tanks and it's going to be two off tanks. So it's going to be like, I have a feeling this is just like sick suspicion if they are going to do it. Um, but Diva Zarya being the next two bands. Oh, man, um, that's going to be weird. Yeah. So you would have to pick Diva right now. Yeah. Like Diva's just really good. It's just like in a really good position the way how um, she has, you know, three second booster. She can get around the map really quick. Um, and then Zarya is like the natural answer to that. So um, essentially, we're just going to have another week of Halt Hook um, or, you know, Reinhardt, 
sigma or some like weird composition like that um but yeah i just hope that they go back and just be like oh yeah two dps one tank uh one healer ban please um i I just hope that it stays that way um but we won't know until next week because that's going to be all up to the overwatch team and i hope that they get that all all together the overwatch league had like different hero pools and when it came to when it came to uh tespa which is like the uh collegiate overwatch series and organizers um they decided not to go by the competitive rules but rather the overwatch league uh bands so they they said oh yeah we're following the league bands um instead of the you know the competitive bands so at least during the matches on sunday last sunday they were able to play a few heroes that they wanted to but yeah in in that pool once again like the 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 biggest hit was lucio lucio is not allowed in uh the competitive scene um for the overwatch league at least i think it's really interesting just the idea of maybe having dead weeks now due to the the hero bans just because people don't like what the meta's state is in that week it's a i think that's probably a another one of their unforeseen consequences of testing out the the hero pools another thing is like right now with especially with the event going on you want people to be playing competitive and mm-hmm. you know playing playing your game a lot like i'm literally taking this week off and i'm missing out on that on some of the uh cosmetics that are only weekly events um just because like for the most part i don't want to play uh with this current meta so hopefully it does switch over uh once we get back to i believe thursdays are the day that it flips now so um Mm -hmm. we'll we'll be looking forward to that i just you know cross my fingers hope it's two dps again um rather than two tanks uh, if they're following the same same flow so moving on we got a really surprising I, for me, it was surprising to get it this early. I don't pay attention to the actual calendar because uh, I don't know. I should actually pay attention to the calendar. But uh, the Archives event dropped last Thursday after the um, the Mardi Gras event ended. Uh, and we got all three of our Archive missions. So the Uprising event, um, uh, the Retribution event, and the Storm... Is it Storm Rising? That's what it's called, yeah? Storm Rising, yes. Yeah, Storm Rising event. Um, plus, we got some... Uh, special challenge events for each week. Um, this first week, it was lava and glass cannon. So what's the lava one officially called? Molten core. Yeah, every single time yeah. you kill an enemy, like it leaves like a thing of lava, like where they died. Right. Um, and then glass cannon is exactly what it sounds like. You just deal more damage, but you have like a tiny amount of HP, um, which is really interesting, honestly. Like I've been... I've been doing the glass cannon mode and it is I was playing on a first um, and I found out, you know what? It's not worth it because even though Ana can like spot heal somebody really quick, um, the best people are the people who can passively heal yep. and still keep everybody up. So you're either Brig or you're Lucio. Um, I am honestly leaning more towards Brig just because you have a wider range um 
and if you do need a spot heal somebody you have the option to um uh-huh. rather than having to force your amp and speed doesn't really do much on a map uh on no. a on a mission so yeah, yeah you just have to kind of go with whatever you have see for me when i I've, i managed to be both of them somehow and when i did it we did a team of bastion uh roadhog reaper and lucio that's how we did it and we like the first time i played it i was able to beat it that time um i don't think i've been able to beat it since i think we just got really really lucky with with our our level of play that round um it took me longer to beat the molten core event it i think it took me two or three days of playing it before i finally um found a good comp with a good group uh we did winston bastion um Winston Bastion, Mercy, and Moira. That's how we were able to beat it. And it was, we went very, very slowly and very carefully. Um, I personally like the Glass Cannon one more just because I think it's it's more rewarding to beat it. Like, the the Molten Core one is rewarding to beat in itself, but it, it feels a little bit cheaper, I don't know, to say. It kind of feels like a, you lose in more stupid ways. Um but yeah, what do you think? What do you like better? Uh, I'm I'm personally a glass cannon guy. Um, I just think that the molten core thing is only as good as like where you kill them. So, um, if if you are playing that like super tactically, you just kind of want to wait till they get close and then try to kill them all within like a small radius. Um, but I'm not about that. I I just want to kill things quick. So if it happens to be through. You know, from distance, um, I'm going to do that instead. Just use the glass cannon one. Make sure that everybody's staying up uh, rather than relying on where people die uh, to help me win the win the map. So, yeah. So within the next couple of weeks, we're going to get some more events. I don't know exactly. We don't know exactly what all of them are. The only ones that they've really teased for the next two weeks are... Um, a close quarters one where every single enemy is invincible unless you get really up in their face and which is going to be for the retribution event. And for, uh, the next one would be storm raging for the, um, the storm rising event where all the enemies can be enraged. So those are going to be interesting. And there's also going to be one more each week, um, which haven't been teased. So I haven't been able to see any, I haven't found anything that tells us what those are yet. We're just going to have to figure that out. Um, but also, we got a lot more fun cosmetics and skins this time. I really like pretty much all of them this this time. Like, Farah is my favorite character, has been since the game pretty much came out. Um, that skin was so good. I like. I didn't even wait to try to get it from a loot box. I just bought it as soon as I got on. Oh yeah, the new skins are really really well done. Uh, I have to tip my hat to blizzard on these skins because they're just really well done um yeah aviator far is just really nice i like sniper anna as well yeah um, i got that one too i got that one in yeah. a loot box so i got i feel really lucky yeah but for me at least i was like oh man dude this skin looks sick i can't wait to play it in compete oh wait uh <laughs> yeah that was a, a big thing on twitter it's like you gave anna such an amazing skin and you don't let us play her the first week what is up blizzard yeah, it was just like, it's it's such a good skin and I can't use it. But um, some of my friends who have been playing a lot more of the 
like just quick play in general say that um her scope in terms of her like shots are like the scope is bigger so if anything it's actually blocking some parts that you're not used to being blocked um so some people are like oh the skin is nice looking but sometimes it messes with my in-game like point of view or my field of view here so i'm really not like using it tactically but honestly like if i look good i'm gonna do good so um maybe they'll patch it yeah maybe they'll patch it later so i that's the one thing that i'm like okay yeah that's totally fine um i was looking forward to getting the workout skin for for zarya i think that one is a is a good one but i'll kind of wait till the end of the event before i make my final purchases yeah there are some that i bought you know like the second it dropped i'm like okay yeah i have to get that um one of them is for sure the cat emote for uh <laughs> for brig like there's no way you're you're not buying the cat um i don't even play brig and i want that emote yeah so i got that immediately i was like that that, that cat is just too good it's um, a big cat it's like it's the size of her torso and more it like goes up to her thighs it's a big cat it's a it's a huge cat like that could literally be a hero uh i'm not giving you guys any hints but it it should be a hero just just make jackpack cat a hero um but yeah on on top of that there were a couple of skins that like i went back and made sure that i got um i'm I'm looking at specimen 28 which is like the old winston hookup one um some of the talon skins that are available for some of the heroes as well um just trying to trying to fill out the roster while i can um yeah one of one of them if you guys didn't get it earlier uh socialite ash is actually one of my favorites and um scion hanzo like the one where he's in like a suit um that one's also available um during this event so um if you guys want to pick those up make sure you make sure you do that um if you missed out on it on previous years those those are ones that usually like slip under the radar because people will forget like oh wait is this an anniversary event or is this an archives event one it's it's an archives event one so make sure to go and get them um while you can uh i was just looking back at the at the website so retribution is going to be the one that gets the new um it's going to be the next mode that's going to have the extra challenges um Retribution was the one where Blackwatch went rogue um, and had to, you know, climb their way out of Rialto. Um, the two challenge missions for this one, uh, the first one was the one that you mentioned earlier, Matt, which was uh, close quarters where enemies could only be killed within a certain radius of your character. Um, the second one is Surgical Strike, where only headshots will do damage. Oh, fun. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. I feel like... Um, Obviously, people who are good at landing those shots are going to do really well. Um, would not recommend anybody who cannot headshot. If if you're if you're going into this game, please do not roll into the composition with like with Reinhardt, Anna, Brig, um, Junkrat, Farah. Yeah, Junkrat and Farah. Like that's not you're not going to be able to kill anything. So. Keep that in mind. <laughs> so none of my preferred heroes are going to be able to do anything in this. I'm going to yeah. have to try out something new. 
Yeah, you're gonna have to go hit scan. I can't go Ryan. Um, I feel like in close quarters though, like Ryan is gonna be super good. Like Ryan Brig, um, Reaper, and I guess Roadhog because he has the ability to drag people within close quarters. So, um, that should be a good one. Um, yeah, that Moira, Moira would probably be another good one to try to stack on top of that. Um, but it's gonna be interesting to see how players are gonna get creative. Um, and push through that um the one that's for storm rising which will be on week three um the first one is the storm raging where enemies will try to uh attack you a lot more um and then the other one is called uh blood moon rising where you're not allowed to have any support heroes um and everybody has like reapers uh life steal so instead of it being like literally all all supports are banned uh and you have to heal yourself by dealing damage that'll that one i'm i'm excited for that'll be fun that'll be like that's a dps and a tanky hero's like paradise yeah i i feel like that one's just going to be a lot of fun to play just because you're in order to survive you need to do damage um and honestly like if i know how to do this for a lobby i would just for like a custom game because believe it or not one of the things that happens is like um you're afraid to move forward because you're afraid of taking damage um but if you have this kind of incentive where it's like oh if you deal damage you heal yourself um it might teach a team how to be a little bit more aggressive um <laughs> we're actually doing that to kind of help this one team or my b team um get a little bit more aggressive we were like okay guys we're playing a custom match um ruby which is the b team uh i unbound your s keys for you guys you guys cannot move backwards um <laughs> so I, I told them forward forward and side strafes only like you're not allowed to move backwards um so move together no running away only forward and and they did a lot better um just because they don't have the option to go backwards. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I hope they bring that into their competitive games when we get a better pool. But um, yeah, they'll, they'll get they'll get used to that. So because this doesn't have to, to, this doesn't tell us when it's going to end on the actual Overwatch client, um, which they really should put a date when it ends. So we all know when we don't forget to buy the skins and stuff we want. Um, this is going until April 2, so you've got a couple weeks. Hopefully this will last you at least partway through the quarantining, so um, do that grind, get the skins. Okay, so this week has been a, a big week for, for leaks and potential teases. Um, now, we're not sure. There, there's debate online right now whether this, this next thing we're going to talk about is is real or if it's fake because there are um there are typos in the images they could potentially have been faked um but some there have been two leaked images one of for moira one for brig about the the potential um skill trees that you could have for overwatch 2 um the reason people are saying they're faked is because uh one like i said there, there are some uh uh typos or inconsistencies like for example instead of uh coalescence or anything the it says evanescence in the moira image um and also people are saying that 
Uh, another reason they think it's fake is because um, Brig and Moyer are not using the Overwatch 2 skins that have been um, leaked or teased, or they, they're still uh, rocking the Overwatch 1 look. Um, but what we are, what I can see, what we can see from um, these images is uh, the different talents that they have. So for Moira, um, the level one, two different skills are Soul Eater and Healing Smoke. Soul Eater is drain the energy from up to five enemies at once. The second is Healing Smoke. The use of Evanescence creates healing aura. Um, the second one is level at level ten, multi orbs while Launching an orbit will multiply by twice the number of enemies it connects. And Toxic Prison, lock an enemy in an orb and send them away while absorbing their vitality. And level 20, Biological Panic, create an ascending uh, smoke bomb that heals and damages. And Unexpected Help, heal your enemies and bring them back from the dead to fight alongside you, which sounds terrifying. Okay, so here's, so here's the Brigida one. Um, okay, so, uh, the level one is go to fight, provide a shield to each member of your team, regardless of distance, uh, get away, use your, and again, here's another typo, mangual distance, your mangual distance increases five times its distance, um, level 10, Mitzi, a curious friend in a jetpack arrives in battle to help you and your team, um, uh, the icon is a cat, so, uh, not only do we have Chonky Cat as an emote, we might be getting Chonky Cat as a, 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 a talent for Brig in Overwatch 2, so that's exciting. Um, safe Zone, uh, nail your flag and create an area that prevents your team from dying while healing. So it's like Baptiste's in, um, Immortality Field, except you also heal, which is very nice. Um, level 20, Clearing the Place. Uh, I cannot read this one very well. Can you read it, Kevin? No, I, I, I'm pretty blind myself. It's, it's hovered over as well, like in the image. So, um, it's just kind of hard for us to make out the words there. Um, I can't, yeah, we can't really read it. That, one. that one's very, um, ver the image is blurry. And like Kevin said, it's like hovered over and selected. So, it's hard to read, but the last one is Godfather's Legacy. Your old shield is replaced by Reinhardt's shield. Um, so a little bit of confirmation for, for Lore that he's in fact her godfather. Um, this is very exciting, especially for Rocket Cat, if these are real. Um, as for typos, one of the theories that I've read is that um, the typos could be very specific. So... Um, if, if they sent a copy or or an image of this to somebody, they could have made a specific typo in that one. So when you check the, the leak online, if it has that typo, it means it went to that person so they know who leaked it. Um, not sure if that's accurate or true or not. Um, I'd like these to be real. What are your thoughts, Kevin? Are, is this real? Um, I, I honestly don't know. Um, I think that these could easily be screenshots from... Uh, Overwatch 2, but uh, we won't know until we actually get the game itself. Um, when it comes to these kinds of leaks and in, in terms of like, you know, typos and misspellings, I know that over the Overwatch team is actually known for doing that. Um, just so like, let's say if something does get leaked, 
um they're like oh wait they could play it off as like it, it, oh no that, that was that was fake because it wasn't like official we would have made sure you know i mean look uh, at that comment it's section it's literally just typo 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 said the wrong word typo 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 yeah but overwatch has done this in the past um before i remember on the ptr when it was first dropped like some of the some of the most obvious things were like mistyped or misspelled and i was like oh wait why is why is dargon blade a thing uh <laughs> like okay uh it's just like little things like that so you know it's not like a hundred percent but at the same time it makes you like doubt like may- maybe it is real maybe it is fake um some of these abilities i i would definitely be interested in i think all the moy remains are really happy about multi orbs um if if you were to throw an orb and it just splits and does even more damage that's just more more stuff for you um and then yeah i feel like unexpected help for moira is going to be interesting as well the whole uh bringing back people from the dead after coalescence um is is kind of kind of uh insane but would be lore uh would be lore correct if you considered that she's the one who did the whole thing to um to to reaper so after the recon have that yeah a- after recon um but it's it's totally doable there um the brig one i i, I just want to know what the cat does like if the second ability on that same tie uh, like that same uh skill tree is you know uh a baptiste immortality field like what does the cat provide which would be equally as like insane as literally immortality field like it provides chonky jetpack cat what more do you need like like are you does the cat sit on your shoulders and shoot for you um does the cat just floats across the screen i mean i'd be fine with that personally just it's just like oh look there's a cat it, it provides moral support i mean we don't have a hero that does that yet if this is actually legit i think the thing that we need to look more at rather than uh is this real or is this fake um the the best way for me to like kind of tell you is by looking at the background um like where where are they placed right like could you stage this in another uh in another part of the map like if you look at the moira one that is definitely on rialto um yeah that is the that is the, that is the, the talent one. headquarters yeah and then this other one is the subway for um i think this is the subway of king's row but i'm not 100 percent sure um it looks like it could either it could also be like dorado-esque it's um, a restaurant i can see yeah. the ketchup and the mustard and the cash register yeah and i don't think that this is the interior of uh route 66 so hanamura maybe um i I don't remember hanamura having these tiles though maybe oh maybe it's a lijong tower night market maybe um maybe yeah maybe yeah i think hmm yeah so that yeah and like let's just say it's a new map like right like then you're like okay then maybe maybe it is overwatch too and we just don't know where it's coming from yet so um it is going to be interesting to see uh if these are legit but you know we won't know i feel like um keeping these things under lock still for overwatch and just letting us have it when when time permits um is even more fun so 
it's cool that we get a sneak peek at this, but um, we we don't know if it's legit or not. Moving on to a more legit leak, um, I there's been a few leaks that happened from Overwatch this week. Um, what I think I think this is a leak of Athena. Like we we talked about recently how um, there have been some rumors and rumblings and turnings of the the rumor mill that we would be getting uh, another support hero fairly soon before um overwatch 2 comes out um so on march 16th um overwatch released a, a twitter image of a, a fragment recovered from the personal log of dr mina liao which i don't know why but i always assumed that lao was a, a male character but i guess lao is female now because one mean is a very female name in general, and also in the um, the audio clip that they also released um, earlier today, which is the seventeenth. Um, there's a, a female voice saying it's about to explode. The leaked image is a it's a bit of text, and it talks about the Athena prototype. It's also talking about the Omnic monks in Nepal, believing they have souls. So a funny response was from the uh, the gladiators saying zenyatta lore and uh, blizzard was trolling about that put an image of zenyatta um there's another response that said uh, uh the, the defiant said keep going and they posted a an image of genji so what i think based on the uh, totality of the evidence presented before us in the court of overwatch i think that uh lao is Athena, except digitized and put in a, an omnic body. Uh, I think that maybe she got injured and died in an explosion. They transferred her consciousness. Uh, really hope that this comes soon. I don't think we'll we'll get to play her all that soon. I think maybe they're just going to make the announcement later in March. People are hoping um, by the twentieth or so that we'll we'll finally see an actual um, image or or introduction video to her. But unlike the, the last leaks we talked about, this is actually from Overwatch. This is official. This is real. The only question is who and when. Yeah, the, this is all coming from the Overwatch, uh, play Overwatch Twitter. So honestly, I'm a little excited about this. Um, what what I think, I don't, I don't know what Blizzard's agenda is for this event, but I think we this year we don't have another like event event right um we don't have another like pve mission so far it's all recycled so if anything i feel like if let's just say at the end of this they drop a comic and then they're like oh yeah here's your archives event that you wanted for this year uh we'll give it to you in like you know another two weeks you get to play either another archives mission or like even if it's another like uh on a like like the vast tet uh event where you you're just you you have to win nine games to get a skin or something like that um if they did that again where they like released a comic and more lore for us um i would definitely be down um to enjoying like literally more story um and that should hold us over until the anniversary event. Like we're we're cruising through March right now with the archives event. When April rolls around, we should have like maybe a small two week event before May drops the anniversary event for Overwatch. So 
Um, we'll see how that goes. Let's hope that uh, Overwatch has that kind of planned out and laid out for us. I think this is a perfect time for, if they're doing this, I think they can still roll things out pretty slowly. Like um, within the next couple of weeks, maybe right after the, um, well, the the image says March XX. So hopefully sometime in March, but they still have a lot of time to maybe roll out uh, a bit of lore by the end of March, sometime during April or maybe right after the archives event ends, um, release a teaser image, maybe put her on the PTR shortly after that. And then a couple months down the line after she's maybe tweaked from PTR feedback, then we get her in the main client for everybody. I think that considering how everybody is um, self-quarantining, social distancing, or being laid off, like um, some of us here, uh, <laughs> we have a lot more time to go back to Overwatch, a lot more time to ex- to play with each other, and this is a, an excellent time for Blizzard to win back that community. The last bit of, of news before we get into analyzing the the watchpoint announcement from this week and this is kind of front loading something we're going to be talking about when we get into the watchpoint but the the new overwatch league schedule was released um as we talked about last week unfortunately we didn't get any matches this week but we are still going to have overwatch league games to watch starting uh this upcoming weekend um so but the schedule was finally posted online um this was supposed to be week 6 uh, so we're starting in week seven, but weeks eight through 12 are going to be a little bit insane. Um, starting week eight, there are going to be 16 matches. Week nine, there are 22 matches. Week 10, there are 19 matches. Week 11, there are 20 matches. Week 12 are 20 matches. Week 13 is going to be off. I'm assuming that's when the, uh, the mid season was supposed to be. Um, and week 14, we're back to our eight matches and hopefully as it stands, they're planning on having the homestands there with Paris and Seoul. Yeah, this is going to be a lot to deal with. Um, the reason why there are so many matches, and they're they're going to be Fridays too now. Um, so that's three days of matches. That's not all within two days. Um, since they're going to be online, as we'll talk about later, they're starting. They're going to be throughout the day, starting at I believe one a.m. Pacific time, going till I think late at night. Um, but the reason why is they're playing catch up with the matches that they were going to be missing, including this week and catching up all of the, uh, the Asian teams up to where they should be right now with the amount of matches played. So, um, I don't know how anyone is going to be able to watch and analyze and pay attention to every single match. Um, but I know, for at least on our end, we're going to do our best to to really look at the most important and most impactful matches. Yeah, um, I understand that they wanted to play catch-up. Um, I'm glad that they're expanding it to Fridays, too, because honestly, if you were to play eight matches in two days, I would probably lose my mind. Um, and I'm I'm glad that they're trying to like essentially balance it out before the midway point and if they if they do this correctly um there will there will be a ton of games being played every day um we're gonna be we're probably just gonna have to skim over some of them obviously like we're not gonna sit through you know eight 
nine to 12 hours of overwatch the the analyst desk i hope that they have rotating talent um so they they could at least cast some of the matches or you know just have them kind of come in whenever whenever they can um but yeah all of these matches are going to be insane i we're gonna just try to keep everything in line and just give you the updates of who's doing well who's playing against who and uh hopefully we'll have a solid like understanding of like how the teams are standing by the time that we get to the halfway mark um another thing about this whole jammed schedule thing um if a team does really horrible one weekend it's really gonna affect the season um just because of the way how it is and i feel like the way how this is structured right now depending on the hero pools will determine like literally if you win a week or not like if you win like three of your games because that's literally how these matches are kind of lined up right now yeah there's a lot of teams that are going to be looking to cash in probably on like one week um they won't know when the hero like what the hero pools have in store but when it when it happens uh they'll probably be looking for like one week to be like oh this is our week we need to win every game this week let's talk about this watch point announcement that happened so um the they begin pretty much hosted this very beginning first part she talked to um the vice president of the overwatch league john specter um and he talked a lot about the the state of what overwatch is right now and how they're going to be going forward um so regarding the coronavirus cancellations they've been having they've been working on the contingency plans for a while um this the coronavirus wasn't an overnight thing it, it's something that's been um continually part of the news cycle like we, we've reported it for the past couple episodes because it's it's affected the overwatch league for so long with the cancellations in uh china and seoul and and paris and whatnot um so they've been working on contingency plans and trying to figure out how to make it as entertaining as it could possibly be, but so where the players could do this remotely and not everyone didn't have to be in the same um, location and spreading potentially the virus. So our next matches are going to be, start, be starting on a Saturday, starting at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to see the Shock versus the Dynasty and the Valiant versus the Gladiators, which should be a really great day. And then on Sunday, it's going to be the Dynasty versus the Gladiators and Shock versus the Valiant. The way that the league is going to be going forward is the teams are going to be grouped based on geography. So um, again, like we, we talked about in uh, our previous episodes, they're going to have uh, kind of regional divisions. Um, the Atlantic team is going to be based on the East Coast. So that division has 10 teams. Um the Pacific teams are the teams on the West Coast, including the Dynasty. And the four Chinese teams kind of have their own little league. Um, so it, I don't know if they're going to be able to mix back and forth with that, considering how small that pool is. Um, but I think the reason, from my understanding, what a lot of the reason why they did this is because of the internet issue, and they don't want any latency or... Um, or, or like lag or anything. So as long as they're kind of closer geographically, that should hopefully mitigate the issue and, 
and we won't really have as many problems as we would if, say, someone in the Atlantic Division is playing someone in China. That's a, a very large distance, and that could potentially lead to a lot of lag or, or technological issues that we don't want. Um, all these matches are going to be played online. There's not going to be any any event, any homestand. They're all going to be available available to watch on YouTube Gaming as they have been for the last couple this the last five weeks of this season um unfortunately due to uh the scheduling issues that have arisen because of this there's not going to be a, a mid-season tournament because um some teams like especially the asian teams who haven't played any games won't be at the number of required games to make the mid-season tournament work um you'd also need all the teams kind of be gathered in one place which is not feasible and not advisable considering the current um, health issues and, and scares that are going on right now. Um, the all-star event is going to be postponed to the end of the season. They don't have any specifics or dates for that, um, but it's still in the works. That's going to happen. We just don't know how yet. We talked about the, the new schedule and how insane it was and what how they're trying to play catch up, but it doesn't because of that, it doesn't look like they're going to need to extend the season um at all uh, all the teams will finish with the the 28 matches that they were originally scheduled to play and if all goes well with the next um five weeks five six weeks of playing uh we'll be on track to finish normally so yeah there there's a lot to unpack here really um like john specter came in and just really clarified um that they're trying to get back into the groove of everything um, considering that they have to redo the geographically like based groups be just because of servers and like where they're located. Um, it just helps with latency issues and playing against other things. Um, and the fact that they're expediting all of those matches um, in the next few weeks or so um, will allow them to finish on time, which is really important for them. They want to make sure that this doesn't affect next year's schedule. Um, so that is the best way about of going about it. Um, and yeah, I, I just hope that they do um, deliver on what they're what they're saying here. Um, it is going to be kind of a difficult battle, but um, I hope that we get the matches that we're all looking forward to and we get to see some more competitive overwatch continuing with things that we've talked about and suggested on the podcast they're altering how um hero pools are done um currently they're saying they're going to watch and see how hero pools go but first week was a good indication of success considering how they we saw so many different heroes and how um a lot of, of variation and innovation happened it's still a test and they're still refining the system as we saw personally on our competitive play with the, the double healer ban. But the biggest news I think was that they are changing the odds for the lottery spinner. Like we've said from the beginning, I personally think that this is something that they should have thought of um, as soon as it was a discussion because like, I don't know about you, Kevin, but as soon as I saw the eight, eight, eight thing for, every single hero that was in the, the spinner that didn't sit right with me because it just, it didn't seem like it would move the meta effectively. Um, so anyway, they're weighting the percentages by, per, uh, 
weighting the amount of um, chances you have to pick a hero based on the percentages. So any hero that's played 10 to 25% will get one ticket in the spinner. Um, 50 to uh, 25 to 50, you're going to get two tickets. 50 to 75 are three tickets. And 75 and over are four tickets. Um, hopefully this is not going to, this is going to result in not, uh, a back and forth kind of seesaw of metas where, um, as we talked about before, a hero's ban, a, a specific meta is banned one week, the next week it's off and then it's going to be back the week after. Um, yeah, I, I really hope that this solves the, uh, the issue that we see where, um, the most played heroes are staying in the hero pool while the heroes that um, happen to make an appearance like the soldier 76 or the Winston for barely 10 to 30% are picked. We wanted these weighted hero pools uh, or the lottery spinners Um, that way, you know, a a hero that has a, you know, 95% pick rate shouldn't have the same chances as somebody who only has, 10%. 10%. So, um the the one thing I am still afraid of the flip-flopping meta. Um I know that we can't have everything every week, but like um I feel like Reinhardt might get banned like every other week in the league. Um and I still feel like it's it's weird that the league has its own um hero pool and it's not the same as what we have for competitive yet. Um I feel like we should either all move over to the Overwatch League one, which will get more people interested in watching the Overwatch League. Um, but at the same time, uh, I do understand if Blizzard is very careful about what they want to put in competitive. Um, we clearly saw what happened this week. Not a lot of people are happy about that. So I honestly want it to be like the same as the League, one way or another. It's still an experiment. I th- in general, I'm happy with the results of, of the hero pool experiments that they've done so far. Not referring to the experimental card, of course, but uh, what they've done, except excluding the double hero of uh, the double healer, I think it's done really well for gameplay, for watching the league, for the metas. Um, I just hope that the the decisions that they make going forward and the final decision on how they're going to do it. Um, is is good overall and doesn't just cater to a, a specific um demographic of the Overwatch community. So the new map pool for the Overwatch League um coming in for the the online matches is going to be for the control maps we're having Ilios, Oasis, Busan, Nepal, Lijiang, for Assault, Hanamura, Volskaya and Paris. Hybrid is going to be Hollywood, Eichenwald, and Numbani. Escort is Rialto, Route 66, and Dorado. And yeah, that's what we're getting for the the upcoming matches. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm not. I don't have any particular feelings strong any one way or the other. I still don't like Oasis or um, Volskaya or Paris to play on. I I'm indifferent to watching them, but that that's it's, that's the totality of my feelings about this. Yeah, these hero pool or the map pools now. Um, the map pools are okay. Um, I feel like they were just like uh, 
control point. Let's just throw them all in there. Um, <laughs> it's it's fine. We'll we'll figure we'll sort that out later. Um, the assault ones, I'm still not a big fan of Paris for sure. Um, Volskaya, I I could understand. We haven't seen it in a while, but like Paris is just such a long map, and it's just it not feels fun. really yeah. It doesn't feel balanced to me. Um, I don't know what they have to do to make it balanced. Um, but yeah, it just feels it feels wonky. Um, the hybrid maps, uh, Hollywood, Eichenwald, Numbani, these are kind of, these are honestly some of my favorite maps. Um, I have Blizzard World in one of my rotations as well. Um, but honestly, this is a solid hybrid, uh, pool right here. And Escort, Rialto, uh, Rialto, Route 66, and Dorado. Um, this is kind of close to what we have in the, is, is this exactly what we have in competitive right now? Um, I, I think that is the same for Escort's. Um, I'm I'm really down for the escort maps. I'm I'm really not that uh not that picky, but um I feel like it is gonna be really interesting to see these teams play on Paris and if they do decide to go to Paris, because honestly, I don't see in any any world where they wouldn't where they would want to go to Paris. So speaking speaking of Paris, uh after uh John Spectre left, uh Zoe Reinforce and Mr. X did bring on some other guests, one of them being um soon who is the you know, one of the dps players on the paris eternal um the main highlights of what he said are that he likes the hero pools and it's he's interested in the the shift to the meta every week um his team prefers the uh he personally prefers a playing tracer and he his team likes the dive meta um he said his team was prepared for houston and philly with the dive but um Certainly they were more prepared for Philly, but I, I wouldn't say they were prepared for Houston, considering that 3-0 sweep. Um, and, and he shed a little bit of light on the training schedule that these um, professional players have. He said that they're training about four days a week, um, learning which comps are the best and which players to put on the uh, on that roster for the week. And then it's just trying to get them down efficiently and, and understanding um, the best ways to play before they have to, to go travel and um, play in the matches. Yeah, I feel like that's the best way to do it, too. They they need time for travel um, when travel was a factor. Um, but now that, I once again, all the, all the games are going to be played online, uh, they will probably have more time for VOD review and scrims. So um, when it comes down to things like this, I I do think it is important for them to figure out like who they want to play. Obviously, we have uh we've been looking at some of the rosters and we're like, okay, why why are you in this week? Like, it is there's got to be some reason why you're playing this week. Um, but they they know what they're doing. They're the Overwatch League pros. That's why we're not on stage or getting paid by big organizations to discuss their rosters. Um, we're just fans of the game. So honestly, um. This training schedule seems pretty, pretty normal. Um, and I think that uh, if if every team is doing something like this, it, it is going to be uh, interesting to see how, how the teams really work out the kinks and figure out who they're going to be playing that week. Um, I feel like the shock, once again, like we'll, we'll bring like later on, uh, someone will bring more insight into it but um yeah their their training schedule is a little bit different um especially since 
they have such depth on their team. And so another character that they did bring on was Super, who's the main tank for uh, the San Francisco Shock. Um, so he talked. To, he had he had a little bit more time to talk with them. Um, he said, "With there's a lot of downtime that they that the San Francisco Shock have had. They played one match this entire season. Um, so in order to keep occupied, his team has just been scrimming. Um, they're playing Soul Dynasty next time that they come on the stage." Um, so he, he thinks that the team is prepared because they, they have been, uh, scrimming a lot. They went to Seoul for boot camp, um, uh, and they went to Korea actually in anticipation of having to play a lot of matches there. Um, so they were able to scrim a lot of Korean players and, um, he thinks the team is ready. He said that the Korean play style is a lot harder because people try a lot harder and the practices are more refined. So having that experience, he feels like his team is able to, uh, is able to still come out on top and show that they still are dominant despite not having really been on the scene for um since I think what was it week one that they played? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I think it was No, they two. played the they played the Dallas Fuel. <laughs> yeah. first home stand. Which I mean it's not I don't think that's the best indication of what the shock are capable of. It's the Dallas Fuel, unfortunately, not doing the best in the league right now. Um he also said I, I want to chime in on the uh, Korea play thing real quick. Um, yeah. The the reason why this is actually just something that I've picked up on by playing around the like playing through the college circuit and also just like watching a lot of videos online of how Korean boot camps work and like, you know, how the um, PC bongs like really like stay open and essentially cultivate like an entire culture of players and this whole mentality. So um, when it comes to like players from the US, um, like myself included at the very beginning, it's what is my team doing? Like, right? Like when you're playing most of the most of the time you're thinking like, oh, what what is my team doing? Why is my Reinhardt over there? Like what why is this why is this happening? Like wh- why is my mercy on the opposite side of the map? Uh why why can't this this and that, right? Um like yeah, you can't really control what your teammates do. So when you watch Korean players, they have a different mindset. It's not what are what is my team doing? It's what am I doing? Um, what can I do to improve my gameplay? What can I do to become better as a player? Because you have to consider that every other match is RNG. You don't get to pick your teammates every time. So what can I do as an individual player to increase my own play style? Um, what can I do to become a better player? How can I, like, what difference in mentality do I have to do rather than why is my team doing this and that, right? Um, it, it's that difference in mentality that really allows them to kind of strengthen themselves a lot more as individual players, but also later on as a team. Um, and getting that mentality through your head um, is actually one of the hardest transitions I had to make as a player um when i was on when i was on the b team it it's not i had to be like okay i'm a reinhardt right i can't get mad at the fact that like somebody got picked off in the back line or somebody overextended i'm like i have to play the best overwatch that i can play um and if i can do that maybe i can swing the fight towards my team's favor rather than it's you know oh it's my dps's fault for being away from my team and i just got picked it's like no i can change this myself i can i gotta do it on my own so 
Um, boot camping in Korea is something that will beat that into your head. And also, like, just the whole mentality of playing, you know, in Korea. It's like one of the best regions for any form of esports. So, uh, we'll we'll see how the shock really play into that. But I hope that it does uh, does work out into their favor. I think that's one of the first times that I've heard the the Asian mentality being uh, individual focused as opposed to, to group or team focused. And the American uh, mentality is team as opposed to individual. So that's an interesting perspective that I didn't know about. One of the last two things that I really want to talk about from this are his players to watch. So um, according to Super, the San Francisco Shock just signed a new player who's going to come out in their next match, Ansung, who's going to be a new DPS. And according to Super, this kid is is amazing and he he's someone to watch out for. So we'll see if they play him in and if they do, how well he actually does. Yeah, um, ANS is one of their pocket picks. He's the, he's the guy who they picked up and they signed um, literally right before the season started. Um, from what I've seen, like videos and stuff, he's kind of the same position at what like architect has been doing. Um, uh-huh. So he's like a widow specialist, uh, hit scan, like just like an insane kid. Um, but um, also on social media, people are saying um, I- I've talked with the vice president of the shock on occasion. I like meet him at events when, you know, you could actually go outside um, and <laughs> He said like, oh, yeah, ANS, he's like the sweetest kid. Like he's just like he's passionate about the game and he's dedicated, but he's also just like a nice guy in general. And I'm like that that's literally like the heroes that who are looking forward to. So um, there's a reason why Krusty had him on his radar and the reason why the shock of all teams would have signed him. So there's got to be like a, a good reason why they did that. Um and especially to like start him over somebody like Stryker or or Sinatra, there's got to be a reason why they picked up ANS. So um, we'll see how that goes and how that plays into uh, the rest of the of the league. Yeah, excited to see how he does. Um, the other three players that he wanted to highlight are Funny Astro and Alarm, who are support for Philly, and Exy, who's the DPS on Paris. And if you've seen any of their matches, you know how dominant these players are. And I, I could not agree more with that. Uh, the last thing is uh, he purchased a long sleeve from Sinatra's clothing line, which Sinatra had a cl- has a clothing line? That, that, oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. know about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was, is sold a, out right now, according to their website. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually Sinatra and Space were collaborating yeah. on this clothing line. Um, I didn't get to pick up anything. It's not really like my style, but I honestly, I'm glad that like they're willing to do it though. Like um, they're, they may be esports players and just, you know, gamers at heart, but they're willing to pursue a passion um, of, you know, their, their own fashion line. So I'm glad that they did, they did it during their off season too. So um, yeah, definitely looking forward to all of that. Um, as well and i honestly i just hope that like more more players either uh hang out with sinatra in in space and maybe get uh maybe start rocking some other gear like during like you know the tunnels or um like just out in out in public they they are definitely trying something um something different uh rather than just saying you know we're not just one tricks 
we're not just esports players. We're willing to branch out and do other things as well. Yeah. So the clothing line is through Meta. Um, and honestly, they actually look pretty good. They're very minimalistic, but they're they're definitely um, very stylish streetwear. And they're also less expensive than buying actual Overwatch League merch if they were in stock. Everything's out of stock right now. The most expensive thing here is a pair of joggers for 50 bucks or the, the hoodie for 50 bucks. But like a jersey for Overwatch League that's not customized is 65 or $60. So yeah, I, I probably would rather go with the, the Sinatra clothing line. Uh, last couple of things. Um, since everything's been wonky, the desk decided to do a, a way too early Watchpoint 2020 season awards. Um, so Rookie of the Year, they gave it to Exy for his amazing Paris Eternal hit scan play. Um, they gave some stats. So he's the first in hero damage, final final blows, and solo kills of the season. And if you've seen how Paris is playing, he's definitely one of the reasons why they're as dominant as they are right now. The kid is fire. Um, also in contention for this were Hanbin and Alarm, but... I mean, I would still give it to Exe just because of, of how dominant his his McCree, his his just his play in general has been this entire season. Um the didn't see that coming award also went to the Paris Eternal, because I don't think really anybody expected them to be as dominant as they have been in the season. They kind of they did okay last season, but they kind of came out of nowhere to be one of the top two teams we've really seen play so far. Currently, the definitely going to win the Grand Finals award goes to the Philly Fusion. Um, they're at 60% teamfight win rate, and which is the first spot, and a 98.4% first Elim win rate, which is third place in the league right now. Um, again, we really haven't seen how um, the San Francisco Shock or any of the other teams like the, the Vancouver Titans have really played, so that could change depending on how um, these next couple weeks go. The You Had One Job Award went to Mr. X for not picking May in the uh, the Hero Pool Drum and picking uh, Soldier 76 three times in a row last week. Um, and the Most Undervalued Player Award, or Undervalued by the Desk, went to Alarm uh, for his uh, his healing play for the um, the Paris, not the Paris, for this uh, Philadelphia Fusion. Um yeah, I, I definitely agree with all of these awards. Uh, they're very accurate to, from what l really limited play we've seen so far. Yeah, and I'm really glad that they're kind of saying, you know what, like we have we've had a couple weeks off. At least we weren't just twiddling our thumbs. Um, we we have they essentially put together a show, and I was really glad that they did that, especially for Watchpoint, considering that we didn't have any essentially like new games coming out. Um, they were able to make content from stuff that happened in the past. And like for sure, the, uh, the watch point awards at the end, it was really hilarious. Um, and I hope that they kind of do this for like the mid seasons or like, even if they did this, like every quarter, like every, you know, every sixth week, um, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against it. It would be something that's like, um, I think it's funny. Like they had earlier watch points like last year. They're like, um, 
like they would put in like their heroes, like their team standings of like, who do you think is going to come out on top and all that stuff. And then like, you see like the San Francisco shock, like not even on the top 10 list. And then like later on, you just see how, how dominant they were. Um, like later down the line, like I've seen this happen. Same thing with like the Vancouver Titans. Nobody expected the Vancouver Titans to be as crazy good as they were. And they are. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm really glad they actually put something together. Um, and we, we get to definitely have a look at that. I mean, it was definitely fun to, to see them recognize and make a joke also of how, how limited, this season's really been it was just a fun way to to i guess to thank the players that who've been playing essentially non-stop for for giving us an, an exciting season so far and i get the last thing that they really said was uh support contenders contenders is still going on contenders is still on twitch um if you have a chance to watch it please do um in, in the wake of everything uh esports is one of the few sports that's still able to continue um with all these cancellations we don't really know how nba nfl anything really is going to go on um they might be playing to empty arenas we we really i don't at least don't know what's going to happen um i haven't really been following that news so far uh so yeah support contenders yeah, and once again, I still feel like there needs to be integration into the main client um, so that even if Overwatch League is down and, you know, Contenders is still played online. So, like, if there was, you know, competitive Overwatch, like, even if you had it in Overwatch League, like a secondary tab that leads to Contenders, um, that would definitely be a big help. And I hope that that's what they do in the future to support uh, their leagues and help people get to the point that they need to later down the line. So, um, yeah, honestly, I just hope that Blizzard applies integration so that uh, we can give my uh, my fellow broadcast GG friends, uh, Leg Day, uh, Lemon Kiwi, and all those guys, all the support that they definitely need. You know, the the Boop NATO people, I, I care. Um, thanks for all the broadcast gg tips and stuff like that helping me get to where i needed to be um but yeah we really do need to support contenders because that's honestly where the future of overwatch league is it is it is in those teams in theory Um, unless they keep signing streamers yeah once again we we need to do something to prove that path to pro is legit um and that there is a way of getting getting to there. Like I feel like um, one of the requirements before getting signed should be like played on like an Overwatch contenders team for like a year or like at, at least, least one season. At least for one season. Yeah, so that they have some highlight reel, some experience with the team. Because you never know how like you know scouting reports. We we need that kind of stuff um, before we kind of go into this. So. Honestly, support tier two, support tier three Overwatch as well. Um, if you guys want to watch Open Division, uh, that's still going on online. Um, I know that there's a San Francisco based team in tier three um, that's got a couple of my friends in it. Um, they they didn't tell me what the name is yet because they're all secretive about it. But uh, I would have given them a shout out if I knew what the name was. So um, 
yeah, Karos, if you're listening to it right now, dude, you got to tell me what your team name is so I could promote it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anything you want to talk about, Kevin, that uh, we haven't gone over yet? Um, I don't think that there's anything else that's out there. Um, right now, at least I, I just hope that everybody, once again, stay safe, wash your hands, uh, wash your face, wash everything. Uh, don't hoard toilet paper, uh, share your, share your hand sanitizer. Um, I also think that empty buildings should be re should be, should be repurposed as a hand sanitizer slip and slide. I think that should be a thing. Um, that that's just a pitch. Uh, just we we just need to make that happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm down. Find, find find a long, like just get some tarp. Find find a hallway and just like, just Purell, just straight down. Um, yeah, it it definitely needs to happen. But um, yeah, I just hope that everybody stays safe, enjoys the the Overwatch missions. Um. We're definitely going to keep an eye on the league now that they announced that there are going to be a little, a few more games. Um, we'll have those matches for you uh, between the Soul Dynasty, the Shock, the Valiant, and the Gladiators. Um, that's coming up this weekend, so I'm kind of glad to get back in that groove. Um, but yeah, I, I just hope everybody's staying safe. We're going to be playing a lot more Overwatch. Uh, let's cross our fingers that... Uh, daddy jeff doesn't ban two tanks next week and just keeps it to two dps bans not gonna lie a little bit intimidated about covering weeks 8 through 12 of the overwatch league but at least we have overwatch league to cover um to all you people who are planning on picking up doom and or animal crossing like myself i will be getting animal crossing First, hopefully, if I still have money in my bank account after being laid off. Um, uh, sad face. Uh, but, um, yeah, be safe about that. Please be smart. Uh, GameStop announced that they were canceling the midnight releases of that. Um, don't know how much longer GameStop is going to be open, but but please be smart and safe and sanitary about that. Be nice to the retail workers. Um, just, yeah, in general, just be nice to retail workers. Uh, oh yeah just just be nice to to everybody who does like delivery services like for real like people who work at the post office and work for amazon like i i applaud you thank you guys for literally keeping us alive and um thanks chipotle i we're not sponsored but please sponsor us i I wouldn't mind um but they're doing like free delivery on chipotle um through doordash so yeah yeah thank you to everybody who does like food delivery and like package delivery services especially like during these times uh we we desperately rely on you guys and it's really helpful that uh we know that we're not going to be cut off from the world yeah there's a bunch of other uh companies who are doing free things for people who are now having to quarantine because of coronavirus i know scholastic is offering some free books and courses for kids online um, Moog and Korg are offering uh, free uh, access to their synthesizers. Uh, Adobe, I believe, is giving free two-month access to their creative suite. Shudder, if you're a horror fan, is giving, I think, 30 days free um, streaming for Shudder. So uh, there, there's options and ways to, to stay occupied. It is, and I, I wrote, worked on this news story today, it is safe to go outside 
and, and exercise outside. You just have to be safe about it. Just keep the proper distance. Um, it, it is encouraged to go outside when you can get some fresh air, de-stress, help um, get rid of that stress and anxiety and that fear of like physically being quarantined. Um, so please stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. Uh, we'll keep doing this podcast if you if you need some Overwatch fix and. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you next week. Yep, uh, stay safe, wear a shower curtain on your head when you're running, give yourself six feet of space, and uh, Zarya bubbles are on 10 second cooldowns. Next week, we go over the insane first weekend back for the Overwatch League. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.